There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. And stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You know the new uh, graphics we have there, the new uh, shots of us? There's one of them where I'm, like, swaying back and forth like I have to uh, desperately go to the restroom. <laughs> I've also realized that for whatever reason, me and you decided to wear like the exact same thing. Eggplant. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're both wearing like eggplant with yeah. blue uh, coats. But before we get to Drew here, Drew Ditzik kind enough to join us. So let me just do a couple more of these from our college football betting guide, which comes out on Thursday. Um, so 18 people in this, 18 experts in the grid that starts it all off. And it's not just the grid, by the way. The grid is just uh, to, uh, as Flatter would say, whet your appetite. 17 of 18 had this school in the 14 playoff. You can probably guess what that is. Florida State. <laughs> no, that would be Georgia, <laughs> you homer. Um, but Florida State, I will say this. Florida State, there, there are four different teams, and I'll only give away the one. There are four different teams that are only mentioned twice among the 18 experts to make the playoffs just twice where they brought up and Florida state is one of those four teams. Wow. Haters. I would be one of them. There you go. I'm your boy. You're looking out. Um, nobody had Bama in the national championship game. They didn't even get to the, nobody zero out of 18 had Bama in the national championship. There were two schools that were mentioned one in the national championship. Can you name one of them now that you know what I just said for the, uh, playoff Georgia, Florida State. Are you are you paying attention? Jeez. And then uh, fourteen of eighteen had this school, well Georgia in the national championship, and eight. I won't mention any of them, but eight different teams out of eighteen to win the national title. Eight different teams were picked to win the national title. Wow. Okay. Yep. How about that? Going deep down the board. Let's go. Yeah. I don't know if FSU was not one of them. Kelly, sorry about your alma mater. Apologize. Yeah, it's okay. Drew Dinsick joins us, ladies and gentlemen. College football might be the only sport he doesn't handicap. He joins us from both the Deep Dive podcast, which he does with uh, his buddy Andy Molitor, Dinsick Classic, and, of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast. How you doing, Drew? I'm great. Uh, anyone who your experts, uh, wh- which of the experts had TCU last year, and uh, who did they like this year? Oh, great question. Uh, the answer to which I don't know. 
No, I can't imagine anyone at TCU last year. That was a that was a little wild. No, nobody preflop had TCU. I don't believe. I don't want to. If somebody did, good for them. I'll I had, see if I can find. I had Duggan a hundred to one, but that was mid season to win the Heisman. But no one had TCU, and I think other people had TCU mid season, but not preflop. Yeah, there are some obscure ones among that group, though. Obscure, I don't know about obscure, but obscure, you know, put in perspective. A couple teams from, or at least one team from the Pac-10, Pac-12, pardon me, that you might not expect, and mm. a team from the Big Ten that you might not expect. So, anyway. Mm. But you're, the reason you don't do college football is just a, a timing thing, right? Like, you just don't have the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Back when I was a, a losing player, um, I would play, I would spend 90% of my week thinking about the NFL handicapping the NFL. And then on Friday night before Saturday morning, I would donk away on the most popular college football games that I was just kind of interested in watching. Um, and it turns out that's a losing strategy, uh, <laughs> betting into the, you know, the most efficient of the college games at the worst possible time is a great way to give back any edge at all. You have in any other sport you're handicapping. Uh, so I stopped betting college altogether. Nowadays I do hit, uh, some information based stuff. I have a couple of friends who are really, really outstanding college football originators who uh, are kind enough to share their most favorite looks before they, uh, uh, completely nuke the board. So, um, I bet it here and there, but, uh, I definitely, I'm not originating anything college. Drew sounds like he, uh, might have participated in a late night, Tommy Chang university of Hawaii wager. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just want to, Oh yeah. Uh, Tommy just, Chang was a legend. Just a guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. NFL though, you're all about it. And let me just ask you, cause I know last week when we talked, you're like, I don't, I haven't really made that many, uh, new NFL bets. I'm just curious about any of the latest news. Maybe it was the, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor stuff in Indianapolis. Maybe it's Sean Payton running his mouth uh, as the coach of the Denver Broncos. Is there anything recently, maybe it's something else, that has moved the needle for you on any team or any of your thinking? Well, the big needle needle mover is the um, uh, Jalen Ramsey injury. Mm. Uh, That obviously uh, stinks. I feel you know, I was I was quietly excited about the Miami Dolphins. I hadn't played them to win anything like Super Bowl or NFC, but I, it was the team that I kind of couldn't get over uh, a little bit of a disconnect between because I just didn't I don't have a huge gap between the uh, strength of that roster and then the three teams that were market graded a tier ahead of them in the Chiefs, Bengals and Bills. It's just that the gap was narrow. Um, the only real knock you can put on the dolphins is that two has never, you know, he does, has gotten his playoff stinker out of the way. So, you know, it was going to take a little bit of, uh, fortuitous seating and opponents, uh, to help the dolphins get there. Um, but the Jalen Ramsey injury moves their defense from me from a top five unit down to a kind of middle of the pack. I think I grade their roster now 14th. Uh, it moves their DBs from top half down to 20th for me. Um, I don't know that the Eli Apple experience is going to work the way they expect it to work, but, uh, um, I all of a sudden see, you know, you're, you're going up against some pretty incredible quarterbacks on your schedule this year. If you're Miami and, uh, going into this now without uh, Jalen Ramsey is, is a pretty decent ding. So, um, a little bit of cold water on any kind of Miami enthusiasm, although I still have them as clearly the second best team in the AFC East. Uh, and, uh, I have the jets fourth. You have the Jets fourth. Ooh, yeah. Wait, let me circle back to that in a second. Let me get back to the Dolphins for a second, because I, too, have said here a few times on this show that I feel like 
Miami is a team that people are strangely overlooking, which I guess was my way of saying kind of what you were saying, which is I get it. Maybe they're not maybe they're not the Chiefs, but I feel like we're we have them way below the elite of the AFC. Those are more your words than mine. But I, I, I did feel we were overlooking them. The Jalen Ramsey thing is interesting because I have cited Football Outsiders analysis of cornerbacks in the past. And one of the things that Aaron Schatz was super keen on focusing in on was how cornerbacks is a very volatile position. You can't really project from one year to the next with most, most of these guys. Could it be that a guy, even as good as Jalen Ramsey is, that that might be a position where, you know, you can't really have counted on his production from a previous year to the next it's possible. I will say that uh, I actually spent a good amount of my off season looking at aging curves for mm-hmm. different players and positions, just because I was curious of like how to kind of forward project who is going to come off, you know, fall off a cliff. Because uh, there's a couple of teams who are coming into this season with some, you know, some gray beards, uh, and you know, it, it's it's it, it's enticing to try to come up with some reason to doubt them. What I found looking at aging curves, particularly for defensive backs. Um, year over year uh, is chaos. If yes. you are, if you are 50th percentile to 75th percentile or 25th to 75th percentile, if you're kind of in the bulk of uh, the players that play that position, it's chaos, which, you know, your peak year can be wildly, you know, wildly different than your average, wildly different year over year. Um, but if you're in the upper, uh, you know, like maybe the upper, uh, surely the upper quartile, but even more than that, like the upper, uh, you know, 5% of your position in terms of what your peak value is, then, um, number one, you're a heck of a lot flatter over the balance of your career. And number two, uh, your career tends to be much longer. Um, but with DBs, it has like a distinct dip, uh, when you're in your late twenties, early thirties, where you kind of have to transition from using your speed and athleticism to kind of using your know-how and understanding of quarterbacks and wide receivers and kind of just be able to think strategically about how you're playing the position. And there's like a clear kind of bounce back for some quarter cornerbacks who figure that out. And then others who just never get over losing the athleticism and then just they're out of the league in a matter like faster than you could believe. And, um, and so I think with a player like Ramsey, whose peak was so high, I would expect him to continue to contribute at a really high level well longer than we would have thought. Um, you know, I mean, there's examples of kind of guys who he matches career trajectory with like Charles Woodson and, uh, you know, guys who played into their late thirties. Uh, and so, yeah, expecting Ramsey to just completely, uh, dip this season was, was not expected. Um, and now, you know, now you've got a pretty fat, fragile secondary here going, you know, to be paired with, uh, what is a, a really, really impressive you know, step forward in the defensive coordinator position to Vic Fangio combined with a, um, a really young and elite pass rush. I mean, the front seven for the Miami dolphins is amazing. Um, so it's a, uh, it's now all of a sudden the type of defense where I don't mind kind of laying the points with the dolphins or, uh, you know, looking for an under when they're going up against a team that has kind of a middling or poor D uh, O line. Um, but if you're going up against a good O-line and a good quarterback, then all of a sudden I'm not feeling as excited about back in the Dolphins. And that's kind of like looking right at the Chiefs, for yeah. instance. But no futures bets for you as a result of this. No, no. I, I think no. realistically it just cooled me off on one yeah. I would make. Cornerback is a fascinating position because I remember Namdi Asamoa one year they didn't yeah. throw at him at all. The next year they were like, why didn't we throw at him all the year last year? You know, that kind of thing. And then you have the Daryl Greens of the world who can make it up with speed late. We'll come back. Why does he have the Jets last next? 
a numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place the same game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. And if all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 and over wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. U.S. promotional offers not available in Kansas, Mississippi, D.C., Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y. That's Hope New York. Or text Hope New York 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for uh, confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This offer not valid to Puerto Rico residents. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. Let's talk some college football. Our guide is out on Thursday. This gentleman is the uh, founder, the czar, the emperor of collegefootballnews.com, where he writes, I'm going to say five bajillion articles a day on the subject of college football, a treasure trove of information. It's Peter Futak, everybody. How you doing, Pete? Gil, how you been? I've been great, man. Great to see you. How's your summer? Good. Yeah. It's, I think so. It's about over now. Cause you're right. It's uh, once it turns August 1st, people actually care about this whole college football thing and <laughs> uh, a little bit more. And uh, no, it's uh, I'm actually in a, a holding pattern. Cause as we speak, I believe the good people, the PAC 12 are trying to decide the future of uh, college sports as we know. It. And if, uh, uh, if they can come up with the right media deal or else if this thing's going to completely blow up in the next uh, few years, we don't really have a Pac-12 anymore. So yeah. this is going to get really interesting over the next uh, well, 24 I'm, to 48 hours. I mean, isn't that, the, isn't that the macro headline of this year that in addition to it being the last year of the 14 playoff, it's the last year of the Pac-12 as we know it. It's the last year of the Big 12 as we know it. Um, it's just not going to be the same after this in so many ways. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the, the two tie together because uh, the, you're right. Next year, the expectations are all going to change because next year, really, you have to just win your Power 5 conference and then finish in the top 11 because uh, the 12th team is probably always going to be the group of five champion. And so if you're in the Pac-12 and you want you care about sports, this is the business thing, not a sports thing, you want to stay around because you got a better shot of getting him to the college football playoff. And uh, we'll see. We'll see where the media deal comes in. Not everyone's <laughs> going to take off from the big from the Pac-12, even if uh, they do leave. Uh, so it's it's going to be an interesting time to see how this all shakes out. But we're, we're talking peanuts here. The big stuff, and kind of you're alluding to, is after next year when USC and UCLA are in the Big Ten and Texas and Oklahoma are in the uh, SEC. Yes. Then those two conferences are just, you know, we're, what are we talking about here? Okay, so the Pac-12 lose a couple teams, whatever. Uh, those two are still going to be the monsters. Yes, the the Big Ten and the SEC it will be a whole different world. <clears throat> let's for this for this final year of college football as we know it. Uh, let's just talk about it real quick. Let's try to squeeze in a whole bunch of things. We'll do uh, rapid fire here, and let's start with the Pac-12, which. Uh, you do a great job of pointing out at collegefootballnews.com just how underappreciated Lincoln Riley might be in his first six years of coaching. USC with the highest season win total in the Pac-12. Caleb Williams trying to have a back-to-back Heisman campaign, but they haven't beaten the Ducks since 2016, the Oregon Ducks. Haven't won in Eugene since 2011, and Oregon is probably, along with Washington, Washington, which just had just unbelievable offense with Michael Penix Jr. at the helm yesterday. Those are the two teams that are the biggest contenders um, Oregon schedules, yeah, they have a they have a tough road Pac-12 schedule, and then with Penix, you just wonder 
if, you know, what's the, what's the standard with him? The injuries or last year where he didn't have any? And you hope it's last year. Where do you stand on all three of these teams? Yeah, it, well, first of all, the ironic part about this whole thing with the Pac-12 blowing up is that it's probably top to bottom one of the most interesting conferences in the country. Is that, you know, okay, Stanford's kind of the free space this year, but Arizona's better, uh, Cal's better, Arizona State's going to be better, Colorado's going to at least be more talented. So you have all these different teams where we're going to talk about the teams at the top, but everyone seems like they have an NFL quarterback. You know, everyone seems like they have a, a, a ton of talent back. So the thing about this is, is yes, USC is the star of the show here, but on the wrong day, if that defense isn't working and if Caleb Williams isn't a hundred percent, and that's a whole discussion for another day about whether or not, you know, how long does, you know, he's going to want to, you know, really be interested and hang around and play in this thing. If uh, he's got $250 million waiting for him, like all these other quarterbacks are getting, but uh, yeah, Penix Jr. His thing is going to be, can he stay healthy? Because if he's 100%, that Washington offense works, it rocks, and they can beat just about anybody in the Pac-12 or in the country and on the schedule. Oregon is always good. It's always going to be right there, except there's always that one date in the middle of November somewhere in Arizona where they're going to just <laughs> take their eye off the ball and lose. And then we haven't even talked about the the one team that's still the, your, the defending champion two times. Utah, Utah. is probably better than mm-hmm. it's been. As long as Cam Rising is, is, is okay and off that knee injury, they're going to be even better than they were last year. So it is a loaded, loaded Pac-12, but USC's at the top of that heat. Is Utah at 6-1 to one the best bet on the board to win the conference, given the number? I would think so. Why not? I mean, yeah. they, they've proven that they can do this before. Uh, the question is just getting to the Pac-12 championship because as we've seen with Utah and getting to the, the brass tacks here, Utah is fantastic at home. They lose to top teams usually when they get away from Salt Lake City. Uh, so if they can get through some of the, you know, if they can just own the, you know, own Salt Lake City and maybe win one or two key games outside of this, it's just going to be getting to the Pac-12 championship. But yeah, underappreciate Utah at your own risk because they've proven the last two years that you know, forget all the other shiny objects. They are they've got the rock solid uh, tradition they're going now. All right, let's uh, transition to the Big 12 for a second. Obviously, uh, this is, you know, Kansas State, TCU, Texas Tech, they're going to have something to say about this. But when always we talk about the Big 12, we talk about Texas and Oklahoma, who are the two short shots to win this. Texas with Quinn Ewers under center, but obviously Arch Manning uh, waiting his turn, one would say. Malik Murphy also there, probably not even their best players, right? Xavier uh, Worthy, the the wideout's probably the best player. Uh, and then Oklahoma, who was six and seven last year under Brent Venables, who was supposed to come there and uh, be a defensive guru, uh, not so much. Do you think that regresses back to normalcy this year? A little bit. And, uh, you know, we just talked about the Pac-12 being uh, even. Well, look at the top to bottom at the Big 12. Where's your free space? I mean, is Houston, is that your worst team in the, the Big 12 this year? You know, because Kansas is pretty good. West Virginia is all right. So you've got everybody in the Big 12 is good enough to beat anybody else on the right day. So Texas, is out of all these teams, we're talking who's going to get to the Big 12 championship. Texas is the best of the bunch. But as my line goes, Texas-wise, that's an 11-win team in a 9-win body. We know what happens with them. They've got all the talent in the world, but they're going to misfire on a game here and there. And to your point with Oklahoma, yeah, they should be better. The defense is going to be stronger. As long, their problem last year was more that they didn't get a consistent quarterback play when Dylan Gabriel got hurt. 
If he stays in one piece, that's going to be better. So Oklahoma is going to be a little bit better overall. Those are the two top teams in the, the conference this season, but Kansas state, they've got, they've got a lot returning from that team that actually won the big 12 championship last year. I do think TCU falls back a little bit. And you mentioned Texas tech, which I'm in love with. This is going to be a high octane team. They've got a whole lot of talent there. Tyler Shug is, is a, kind of a fringy hidden pro deep cuts pro prospect who might be that guy who rises up this year. And it's like, Oh, there's your you know, first rounder. So that offense is going to blow up. So there are a whole lot of good teams in the big 12 this year, including the new teams that are kind of come in to make it even stronger. But you're right. Texas is the one team out of that bunch that should rise above the fray. But if you taught six to one's the best bet in the pac 12 is Texas tech in your opinion, the best bet in the big 12. 12 to one to, to win. No. Cause you have to get there first and then okay. you have to win it. So it's, it's, I, I would say probably not. I would probably say Kansas state again, as okay. boring as that sounds, because again, they're just, they, they return just about everybody. They're sound on the lines. So Kansas state's a pretty good option there. And you're looking at the board right there. Oklahoma State at 40 to 1. I think they're undervalued overall because uh, they don't have Spencer Sanders at quarterback this year. There are a few question marks, but it's a Mike Gundy team that has a lot of good parts returning. Their lines are going to be fine and that offense is going to be good. You know, so if you've got all these teams in the bunch of a pretty even bunch, 40 to 1 on Oklahoma State is not insane. I'm going to have you back to talk Heisman with us because we don't have enough time to flesh it out right now. But I, and I hesitate to ask you this in the last 45 seconds because I know, Peter, for those who aren't aware, you're the biggest Power 5 snob there is. And you're an uh, SEC yeah. well, snob. Even more than ever now. Even, yeah. even more than ever. So dare I ask you, who do you have at the national championship, sir? I mean, it's you have to because there aren't any group of five teams that are going to be even the mix. But uh, to get into the, the national championship, Georgia, just assume it. Just they are by far the most talented team in the country. Their schedule is not that bad. It's getting schedule shamed, but their schedule isn't that easy. But they should roll through it enough to get to the final four. Michigan, Ohio State winner is definitely going to be there. I think the Michigan, Ohio State loser, as this plays out again for the second straight year, is going to get there. And to pick anybody else. Too wacky, you're going off the moods. I'm gonna say USC is my fourth team. Okay, all right, there's some, there's some. Uh, yeah, obviously it's a power five in, in this in this discussion, but you tend to go to the very very top in this discussion, and, and at least you got USC in there. I like it. All right, Pete, we'll do Heisman next. Okay, next time you're on, how about that? Absolutely. Peter Futak, CollegeFootballNews.com. Check it out. You can follow him on Twitter at Pete Futak, F-I-U-T-A-K. Let's talk some baseball next with Mark Borchard, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Don't forget, though, uh, whenever you're out there, we all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast and you can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing because one way or another, speeding catches up with you. That's paid for by NHTSA. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, Robert at uh, Robert B zero one. He says, uh, looking forward to Gil's top 10 sushi bars restaurant on today's show. Oh, humans did his uh, fast food fast top food. 50 this morning. Yep. Rankings are out. Robert wants, my, Robert wants my top 10 sushi. How do we anticipate? Do you think number one would be on that list? Hmm. You just do top 10 and leave one blank. I could do 10 through two. <laughs> just a question. 10 through mark. two and then walk <laughs> off. People be like, I hate you. Uh, let's see here. Kevin 
at clone, I won't even read that. Uh, boys, instead of calling them tweets now, should it be called X-Crete? See what he does? Like this, the, the, uh, 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 he wrote it like uh, the island Crete, though. He said, we got X-Cretes. I can't take credit for this. Saw it a comment last night. That is very clear. Uh, Jason H11, I never thought I'd hear uh, Women's Soccer America and shoot it in the same sentence. Kelly, you are one of a kind. Shoot it! <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Too Z, much dribbling. Z free. I was looking for a black X or Z tweet thingy, but didn't see any. Got any tennis plays today? Uh, I did. I think there's one left, and I think one got canceled. Like I can't even keep up anymore when I'm doing the show because like one of them in DC apparently somebody already withdrew before the match started. Then there's one that was supposed to happen, and I don't understand if it's happening anymore. So I don't even know if we have tennis picks left. Do you have all. anything going in Europe or anything? We did, but they're all done. So. That makes sense. I can't even answer the question. I, mean, I apologize for that, but I, it's, it's such a weird weather slash whatever kind of time. Uh, Ian McDonald. Oh, uh, I said Tommy Chang. I meant Timmy Chang. He says Timmy Chang was a hell of a quarterback for Hawaii too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sean's Fox plays. He said the bigger question with Jalen Ramsey. We were talking to Drew about Jalen Ramsey, the best corner of the Dolphins. A lot of people forgetting Howard even exists. Don't forget also draft come. Uh, Draft corner and Smith to help out with loss of Ramsey. The issues can style can Styler Thompson uh, can Skyler Thompson play when Tua gets knocked out again. Oh, so he's all over about the Dolphins. People, a lot of people were asking about the Jalen Ramsey thing because they obviously uh, played some safety last year as well. So we'll get into more of those. But we want to talk to Mr. Wishnev from his mom's cork attic somewhere in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He is the star of the Megapod, the beating the book Megapod that we do all football season, but is known mainly for his in-game college and. College basketball and college football betting. He joins us now. How you doing, Todd? How are you? I'm not from the uh, cork addict. I'm at a friend's house. We're having the, the floors ripped out at oh. my mom's. You're in front of a chain link fence, I see, with pictures on it. Uh, oh. It's actually just a oh, living little dining room wall. little green screen, maybe, happening back there. All right, Todd. So I, I, I said before the break, and I said a couple times here on this show, you really are the best in-game college basketball better I know. You're able to process possession and pace real quickly, multiple games at the same time. Uh, do some of those sort of tenants exist when you're doing college football, or is there a difference for you? Well, I mean, there, there, there's a difference. College football, uh, there are some uh, similarities. I mean, for instance, you know, if you have um, high pace, high scoring uh, early in a, in a college basketball game, a lot of times it's better just to bet the first half over as opposed to the game because there might be adjustments made at halftime that are going to uh, shift it or, or you might not get the fouls that you have. Like, you know, you might be in a, in a college basketball game. You might be at the 15-minute mark and each team has four fouls already and the pace is going crazy. You might as well just bet that game over in the first half because you're probably going to see that same type of strategy continue for the rest of the first half. And then there might be adjustments made at halftime that would make a bet on the total for the game not as good as a bet on the total for the half. Similarly, in college football, you have situations like, for instance, you have teams that are major mismatches or even when you just have a high scoring game. Oftentimes, if you can recognize that early in the first quarter of a football game, it's better to just bet the first half stuff rather than the game because the fourth quarter is going to be played very differently. For example, if Alabama is ahead, you know, 14 nothing after three minutes in a game against, you know, 
Alcorn State or some garbage team that they could win by 80 if they wanted to, they're going to call the dogs off, you know, seven minutes left in the third quarter or four minutes left in the third quarter, and then it could kill your over. So a lot of times, like, I would like to bet a team total over in the first half rather than for the full game. And that's kind of similar to in college basketball where things could get totally different in the second half, whereas in a first half, you know, you have everything going for you, fouls, pace, and you know everything that's happening. Yeah, I mentioned I mentioned no sport reveals itself quicker. I believe than college football. Whether one team you can recognize is going to be dominant over another, you just uh, talked about that and and how you would bet that. What about when both defenses clearly can't stop the other? That's a full game thing for you. Yeah, I mean that's the same kind of thing. I would still like to do it in the first half and then re- reconsider at halftime. But oftentimes. You know, that's a perfect example. You're watching the game. It's BYU against uh, Utah State, and it's 14-14 after, you know, eight minutes, and you're just like, okay, there's not going to be any stops in this game. Just bet the first half over, and then you don't have to worry about if the game changes radically because of halftime adjustments. Are there certain coaches that have historically just absolutely torpedoed your philosophies on these things like where they're just like they're supposed to do you know what they're supposed to do and they just refuse to luke fickle leaps to mind some of those end games in cincinnati where he just keeps he just keeps pushing it <laughs> on other... other certain coaches and just that luke fickle just makes me so angry about what he did in that game against boston college i'm still mad about it you know running hurry up up 38 to 6 or some nonsense but yeah i don't there's not really that much of okay. that I, and if you're watching the game you can kind of see what's happening. But I mean, I'm just giving you a, you know, we're just talking in generalities, of course, but um, you know, in general, these kind of things are going to, you know, hold true. Uh, You know, Alabama may win the first half 38 to nothing. The final score is going to be 45, seven or 45, three or something like that, maybe 52, three, but they're not going to, you know, just keep rolling it up. It doesn't typically happen. Yeah. In college basketball, just as this is anecdotal, you can tell me I'm wrong, but just in observing you, most of your in-game stuff is is totals, right? You're you're more on the pace. You do you do sides as well, but most of it's totals. I like the total the best, yeah. Yeah. College football is a little more evenly distributed. Well, I mean, you can play, I like to play team totals. Um, you know, you don't have that. I guess you do start, you're starting to get that more in Vegas now, but the team, I like to play team totals. Um, like an example I just gave you, you know, you see one team is just going to just shred this other team, bet that team total over first half. And then you don't have to worry about the point spread, you know, about what their defense is going to do or not. So in a sense, when I'm playing a team total, I'm playing a total, but I'm also playing a directional, but I like to play it with the total rather than with the spread often because I'm maybe I'm not as sure about their defense, you know? So that's what I like about the fact that you have team totals in game. Are you do when it comes to totals and pace? I mean, obviously college basketball, it's such a, you know, it's 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 quick math. You you've done it on this show before. The amount of possessions teams are having, how that relates to the pre-flop total, how it's actually going. Is there any of that specifically in college football as well for you? Well, yeah. I mean, you ha- you're gonna you're gonna realize you know what a number sh- you know should look like after you know you see four possessions in a game that's lined fifty-three, and both teams just went up and down the field. It's fourteen all already. That 53 is wrong. 
It's just wrong. And the algorithm is going to, let's say there's, uh, let's just say, for instance, the end of the first quarter, right? The algorithm is going to say, okay, it's approximately one quarter of the game's uh, gone. One quarter of 53 is, you know, let's say, I don't know, around 13 less. So there's probably about 46 points left. At, uh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm doing that wrong. 30, it would be 30, let's just use 56. It's easier. 56 would say be 28 points each quarter. So 14 points, but there's been 28 points. Let's say it's the end of the first quarter and it's 14 all. Now this takes out the fact that second quarters are usually more scoring, but let's just pretend all the quarters were the same for argument's sake, right? It's if it's 14 all at the half, right? That there was 28 points scored. There were supposed to be 14 points scored at that point, right? They're not going, the rest of the algorithm of 42 points for the rest of the game is not going to be correct sometimes. And that's when you can recognize. Now, if it's 14 all in a game when it's SMU against, you know, uh, you know, one of those crazy teams in their conference and the game's line 73, well, 14 all at the end of the first quarter is not so crazy, right? So you obviously have to know, you know, what the line should be versus what you're watching. So there is that that concept to it, obviously, but it's not as um, it's not as direct as you see in college basketball. But it's there, definitely. Last two questions. I just need really quick answers. One: Are you as good at football as you are at basketball? College doing this? Uh, I would say college basketball is my number one. College football, I've been very good the last couple of years, uh, you know, doing this. So, yeah, I've been pretty good in the college football, too. And two, do you prefer to do this quietly in anonymity or do you or do you prefer to share with a bunch of people? Um, I might be sharing it on my, um, you know, on that WhatsApp group that I listed uh, okay. with the college football uh, this year as All well. Right. Got to run. Um, Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it, man. No problem. Good to see you, Gilly. You too. Todd Wishnev, everybody. We'll come back with my mishpucha, Christy Andrews from the South Point next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.